0: Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Everybody, this is Brian Ortega with concierge Confidential. Welcome to the week of weeks. As we've been looking at it here in Las Vegas, it is now time for the F1 Las Vegas Grand Prix where you're basically on two sides of the fence. You either are super excited for F1 or you can't wait for it to be over. And then this has been a very divisive issue here in Las Vegas just because depending on who you ask Uh, You'll get a bunch of different answers, whether it's worth it, whether it's not worth it, Uh, and we'll go over that in this pod. I'll also be going over kind of what to expect for F1 weekend, for if you have a ticket coming to F1, or if you're just planning on watching it on TV. So that'll be this pod, which everyone's totally been waiting for, and that's the F1 Las Vegas Grand Prix uh, prep guide on Concierge Confidential. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. Okay, everybody, so we are back, so we're going to be talking about F1 here in Las Vegas. So F1, just a little background, was announced about a little over a year and a half ago, maybe just a year ago, and there's been a complete transformation here in the city of Las Vegas. We've had roads closed so they can repave, we've had uh, concrete medians actually torn out uh, so they can make way for a larger sort of, like, uh, track, obviously, And this event was approved for one year, and then a couple weeks later, they made a decision to extend it for 10 years, where it's supposed to bring in over $10 billion over the span of that time to the city. So uh, let's start there. So the number amount, which is $1.5 billion, um, I think they're kind of always going to be inflating the numbers on how much stuff is supposed to bring to Las Vegas. It's supposed to be bigger than the Super Bowl, so on and so forth. And you may be asking yourself, how did F one, this you know European for the most part sport, um, become so popular here in the United States? And it's really that's a longer conversation. And I would direct you to watch uh, Netflix's uh, Drive to Survive, which I ended up watching it, um, even though I was sort of like a staunch like against F one because I was you know I would make fun of a coworker who just really loved it. And I ended up watching it, and it's actually great TV, and it actually spawned a lot of different other things on Netflix, uh, sports docs like uh, Full Swing, and there's also uh, one more they put out, but I can't remember exactly which one it was. But the thing is, is that um, I think it's important to note that uh, the Formula One model is much more interesting, I think, for television that it is actually watching the race. The race themselves are cool, especially if you like speed. These cars are going over two hundred miles an hour, um, you know, even sometimes even faster than that, and then coming to a complete stop and doing hairpin turns. And that's what i that's what makes the sport fun. So just know if you are going to be watching the race uh live that it's going to be zooming right by you unless you're at one of the corners so a lot of the you know corners and you can go online and look at the actual map of the las vegas grand prix race uh a lot of the corners are going to be around like the sphere also when you get to the corner of uh spring mountain and las vegas boulevard that's where the turn comes onto the straightaway that is the las vegas strip And then when it gets to Harmon Corner, which is where it starts to actually turn back off of the strip onto Harmon, which then it goes into where the paddock is. So just depending on which part of the strip you're on, uh, you might be seeing things zooming right past you and maybe not, but that's not really the point of the entire weekend. You have to understand that, again, I'll I'll recommend watching uh, Netflix's Drive to Survive, that it is very much... A whole week of events and parties and just a very very unique ecosystem with just money and you know people from the Middle East people from Europe different parts of the world converging onto one place so you have to understand that this entire week is going to be crazy every single property will be having events for example like Bellagio with a win Palazzo Venetian Um, a lot of the title sponsors will have parties going on Uh, I actually got a um Instagram message from the win uh trying to promote uh one of their first events, which is basically a car auction on the golf course, uh, which is, you know, right next to the road that they'll be driving on for uh the Las Vegas Grand Prix. So uh just to kind of kick things off. So a lot of these hotels have sort of started their sort of slow rollout of these events. But just to kind of give you an idea, the there's really three big days you have to understand. So the big three days, especially for those of you maybe visiting during this time and under, trying to figure out whether or not you're going to be able to maneuver the Las Vegas Strip, you should be able to. Uh, you're not going to be able to, to drive a lot in the evening. You could drive in the daytimes, but in the evenings, really going to be hard to get, to get around. And again, it is our first time holding this event, which... Uh, Yes, even the F1 owner, the guy who owns the media company that owns F1, has come out and said, yeah, it's the first year, so probably it's going to have the most bumps. So um, just be ready for that. So I would park your car and probably not go anywhere. But just giving you an idea, the first three days of racing, which is you know qualifying, practice, and, of course, the big race, uh, this will all start on Thursday, November 16th. So um, I do have a rough guideline here. So they do say that at 5 p.m., this is all Pacific time, the roads will begin to close. So 5 p.m., the roads start closing. And then at 7 o'clock, they will be a full closure of the roads. And then at 8.30 is when their practice starts. So important to note, when we say they're closing the Las Vegas Strip, it's important to note that is only the track portions of Las Vegas Boulevard. So we're talking the areas between, and this is really what affects you, on the Strip specifically, the areas between Spring Mountain Road which that's basically where the Treasure Island and the Palazzo are. So, right before you get to the win. So, just there. Going south all the way to Harmon Corner, or Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard, which that is the corner, the major intersection where the Cosmopolitan and the Aria are. And then from there, it'll go east up Harmon. Uh, all the way to Koval, which is the main, like, back road on the east side of the Strip that connects, like, MGM Grand, and you just keep going up north. You'll end up going to, uh, for example, like, uh, Flamingo, Bally's, sorry, Horseshoe, uh, Venetian, Palazzo, all the way to the Wind. So just note that that sort of section of the Strip is the closed part. So, They do give themselves a bit of a buffer a lot of times when they make these closures, so just keep that in mind, but you will not be able to travel in between those corners. But on the edges, so for example, like Mandalay Bay, up to about MGM Grand, even maybe up until the Aria, uh, they will have access. But once you get to where like Harmon Corner is, they will most likely make you go left um, off of the Las Vegas Strip, so you'll be able to be basically going over... The freeway again so just keep that in mind that those sections will be when they say closed it's really the heart of the strip will be closed so everything in front of caesars uh, all those portions and it'll be very hard to walk if you're going to be walking on the west side of the strip so that's the bellagio side where the cosmopolitan is and uh, caesars palace just because everything there has been set up for stands so you're if when you walk in front of the bellagio you're basically going to have to s- skip over to the east side which that's going to be where paris and planet hollywood are because that is the portion of the track that they are not that's not really like the track part of it it's they're racing on the um, west side of the Strip. So I know a lot of directionals, but just remember in front of the Bellagio, it's very, very busy. You're not gonna be able to walk and you're gonna to have to divert when you're walking on the Strip. But the cool thing is, is that they're gonna have all these big cool events that are gonna be going on. I'm sure there's gonna be so much merchandise in all of these hotels, which if you are here for, you know, for the F1 event, um, it should be a great time. Especially if you are getting into it for the first time, there's going to be parties, you're going to probably see drivers walking around, maybe not all day, but maybe you want to pick the high-end places, so for example, like the Wynn, uh, the Bellagio, things that are sort of marquee sponsors, and you're going to want to know that those are the marquee sponsors, so that typically they are obligated to have the drivers um, inside of their hotels for at least one or two events uh, inside their property. So again, that's part of it as well. The tickets, there are still tickets available. Uh, I have been kind of looking around. If you're able, there's a lot of like three-day packages still available, but Um, A lot of the tickets that I've seen that are still available are going to be along where, like, the paddock is. So that's going to be off of the strip. That's really where they kind of start the race. And then also around the sphere turn, which is sort of like a grandstand section. So that's really what's left is those sections. And then the stuff that you're going to see on Las Vegas Boulevard, a lot of those are actually, like, hospitality tents. That's a lot of high rollers, VIPs. Those are more like the party atmosphere. The grandstands are really for the everyday fan going, and the tickets that I've seen lately, and again everything's fluctuating as we go. Um, I've seen them for the practice rounds. You know, I've I'm looking at Ticketmaster, so you can always find them maybe a little bit cheaper. But I've been seeing them around the eight to nine hundred dollar range for tickets for those days. And then when you start getting into, for example, the actual race day, I'm seeing them at twelve fifteen hundred dollars. And again a lot of these tickets have already been purchased and then they are verified resellers where they are reselling these tickets. So you may see them for a lower price, but just be wary. I'm always wary of companies like StubHub, um, you know, Vivid Seats. Those are those are places that I don't always trust because sometimes this has happened before back in the concierge days. Um if they find like for example a you know, uh, general admission seat or if concerts sell general admission t- uh, tickets, they will scan them twice. So they'll actually sell you the same ticket that has already been used or a ticket that they've already sold to somebody else and really it ends up being whoever gets there first gets to use it and we're not able to check it out. So just understand there are going to be closures. A good way to get around the strip is what using our monorail system our monorail and our tram systems so the monorail itself is actually going to be very very busy because the monorail which runs on the uh, more directions on the east side of the strip that gets you from mgm grand all the way up to the link the flamingo the Westgate, all the way up into the convention center and the sahara those will be filled to the brim with workers you're going to have a lot of workers as it was said on the news that that is how a lot of the workers that are going to be on that side of the strip are going to have to commute to and from work they're basically going to have to park at the las vegas convention center and then they're going to have to grab the monorail and get off at their you know according stops which again if you're staying if you're working at the venetian or the palazzo that is a long walk from the link station so very very far walk but They're trying their best, we'll figure it out. Um, We've kind of come to the part where, why are people divided on this? And I think the major reason is, is that the people who don't want, who are having problems with F1, uh, I mean, me included, is that, just getting around the Las Vegas Strip has become a nightmare for such a long time. Um, They've had to repave the roads, they've paved over them again, because they have to be a certain surface, and it's really become, you know, I don't have to go to the strip for, you know, a job or two, you know, a couple, you know, a couple times a week, but it's right on there where the track is. And it's a little bit of a headache. Definitely. I've kind of figured my way out around it, but it definitely adds to the commute and I'm kind of on one of the edges of those. And I think it's just <clears throat> the fact that we understand, we understand traffic, we understand that we're a A tourism destination but the amount of time it's been locked down the amount of space it's taken up and also the fact that it's been an investment for 10 years we're all just a little bit apprehensive and worried that this is going to go on for you know it's going to take months of this all the time so by the time this is done we're going to have to start getting ready for the next one i do think they're going to cut down in you know the construction and all the stuff that they have to change but i again it's it is one of those things where you are asking yourself you know is it worth it is it worth you know spending all this extra time in my car is it worth you know dealing with these type of guests we don't know what kind of guests are coming we know that they're going to be supposedly a lot of european a lot of middle eastern uh guests and again with that comes a whole bunch of like preconceived notions of how people tip Cause that's really what a Las Vegas worker is worried about, because I do have to say this about a lot of the big corporations when they say, Oh, what's going to bring such and such amount of money to Las Vegas. Um, I don't think it's been communicated well to where that money is actually being dispersed. Uh, especially in, I believe in the media, they haven't been able to tell us, you know, well, it's going to be going to, I just read the other day, it's supposed to be going to education. It's supposed to be going to this particular fund. Um, For somebody who's single and doesn't have kids, it doesn't matter to me, but I do get it. But if that is expressed to us, maybe we would actually be able to understand why it's such an important event. Uh, I do think that a lot of these city leaders essentially just heard F1 as sort of a buzzword and then knew it was on Netflix and knew it was popular and said, we want one, we want one of those now. And... I think they just, their eyes were too big for their stomachs and didn't understand all the associated costs with putting on an event like F1. So, and again, um, F1 is a, you know, largely international event. So they deal with a lot of different governments, a lot of different, you know, sort of a, a little bit more excitement to bring things like this to their countries, especially because it may not, it may be one of the only big events they have in that country or city. So they're a little bit more, you know, excited to see all that business come in. For example, like places like, uh, like Dubai. I mean, this is a bad example, but like Dubai and then uh, Turkistan, Kazakhstan. I don't know. I have to ask my F one expert about it. But places that don't have this type of tourism on a daily basis, it's a huge boost. I could totally see it seeing, being a huge boost, especially for local. Uh, local businesses because you have so many local businesses in those areas but in the city of Las Vegas we have so such big corporations that actually make money year round even if it's the slow part of the season it's a, it's a, it's a week or two out of the entire part of the year which again it comes to greed a little bit but they're trying to you know capitalize on that and that's in the forms of you know hotel rooms you know, our restaurants being filled. And I guess that's cool, especially if this is a slower part of the year where maybe people don't work as often. Uh, and you're hoping that those people get tips. And then the thing is, with a lot of these events, like I was at Delilah's at the Wynn and I was asking questions of the bartenders and, you know, the cocktail waitresses that f- for the week of F1, they have multiple buyouts of their restaurant, which if you have a buyout for a restaurant, most servers and bartenders love that. It's guaranteed money. Um, not saying that the level of service goes down, but it's really just, you know, you're pumping, you're going, and you're really just tr- sort of churning out, like, drinks and food. And it's a set tip. It's basically a set tip at that point. So that's cool. Um, but again, that's sort of the trickle-down effect you're hoping for because I could tell you right now, hotels are not a type of business that give bonuses, which... It would be awesome to see people who, and I think that would be a huge benefit to the hotels if they basically said, you know what, if you're going to work that week, if you're going to work those three days, they'll treat it as holiday pay and you get paid extra or double pay, which again, they won't do that because it makes sense. And of course, you know, it, it, it messes up the bottom line, but Hotels don't give out bonuses. It's very, very rare. Like the Venetian and Palazzo would give out bonuses. The Wynn and the Encore would give out bonuses. But that's because those corporations are owned by hoteliers. Um, Well, they used to be, like Steve Wynn um, and then Sheldon Adelson, who's now passed away. But those were people who worked and knew were figureheads of business that could make those decisions. Now we have like MGM Resorts and see there's entertainment that's much more of a boardroom atmosphere where you're worried about the stock prices and such. So again, it's great for the hotels because they're going to get a huge bump in revenue, but really for the workers themselves, I think it just you know just adds stress to that week, getting to and from work. You know, And we, as L- Las Vegas locals, hate traffic. I mean, everybody hates traffic. People in L.A., they probably laugh at us when we talk about traffic. But being a city how we are, where everything's you know close and within 20 minutes, uh, it's just we really are having trouble seeing the benefits of having this event because we're going to have the Super Bowl coming around the corner, and we always know which parts of the year we can kind of – plan vacations and such so it's just a really conflicting thing and i know people are on twitter and you know instagram saying how terrible f1 is and they're saying you know you guys don't know the benefits it's going to come and really i'm to give my honest opinion uh i'm i'm ready for it to be over just because of all the chatter about it and I don't know. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be awesome on TV. I think it'd be really awesome to see on TV. My dad is super excited to watch it. Uh, But just me, you know, dealing with it every day, it is a little bit much. So we are trying to do our best. So I know that was kind of a long rant on uh, F1 and the effects it's going to have on the city itself. It doesn't help that it's doing, you know, construction is going on while we're also doing construction on the I-15 So these are all local problems, which those of you who don't live here, you know, I understand it doesn't make any difference to you. But this is a very, you know, high class affair. It is going to be a little bit chilly. So bring your favorite, you know, quarter zip or zip up jacket or make this, you know, a point to being when you get here. You could buy your McLaren jacket wherever you want. Um, I was on the strip, you know, last week. And a lot of these places will be selling memorabilia. So merchandise, memorabilia. They have jackets. They have shirts. I I, I was even at Circo, which is downtown, which has, you know, cool, like, Red Bull shirts as well. So hopefully this is a really, really exciting event. And, again, make sure that you're, you know, ready to mingle with different people if you come. And, again, the Strip will be closed Wednesday, Thursday – just kidding – Thursday – Friday and Saturday. Uh, by the way, Saturday, November 18th, is my birthday. So um, good for us, I suppose. Uh, for those of you planning on watching the race itself, the Las Vegas Grand Prix will be going off at 10 p.m. Pacific time. So that is uh, actually 1 a.m. Eastern. Um, I work in TV where I've learned how to move these numbers. So uh, again, just plan accordingly um, when you're going to be watching the race it's very very late at night so hopefully under the lights Um, they say there's supposed to be um, some rain in the forecast it doesn't feel that way right now here on a sunday as we're recording but again things change and the, the 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 tough part for f1 is that it typically rains in las vegas in the desert specifically at nighttime, which that's when the race is supposed to be. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, but again, um, if you're going to be here during that week, lots of events going on, a lot of different properties. Um, if you haven't gotten a reservation for dinner at a restaurant, um, good luck. It's going to be really tough. You're going to have lots of buyouts. But I would obviously say the further away you get from the center part of the track, the more options for food you're going to be able to get. I've also seen that lots of shows have been clo- uh, gone dark for this week just because it's. I don't think it's going to work well in terms of the timing because most people that are here for F1 have had to purchase multiple nights to stay in our hotels. And they are here for the F1 event, and a lot of those big, um, those big shows like Cirque and maybe Absinthe. Those shows are going to go dark because they feel like no one's going to go see those shows at that time of uh, the night. So again, if you don't see a show available to you, it's probably because F1 is, you know, doing the big event. So again, I just. I felt the need to do an F1 event. Uh, again, the big straightaway, if you want to know the big straightaway, is going to be right on Las Vegas Boulevard, starting from the Treasure Island and then zipping straight down all the way to Harmon Corners. So really that's going to be the marquee part of the uh, the event. And again, um, my parents were staying at the Bellagio. They got a view of the fountains last week, and you could see all the stands set up. You will definitely be able to see the fountains as long as you're watching it on TV because you cannot see it from the street at all there's one little sort of little space because on the promotion it shows it but other than that little space you probably won't see the fountains on the um ground floor but on the telecast hopefully they'll be running so um i just really felt the need i had to do an f1 pod Uh, hopefully that was you know interesting for a lot of you um just know that it's a very very fast race um a lot of times people are racing for like fourth or fifth or sixth because usually once somebody gets out in first or second, uh, do not be surprised if they just lead the entire race the entire time. So, again, it's not as not as exciting maybe as NASCAR because in NASCAR, lots of crashes. You don't want crashes in F1 because they're going so, so fast. But, again, just be ready to, you know, be cheering for a fifth. But hopefully you enjoy the event if you're going to be coming and seeing it in Las Vegas. If you're not, make sure you tune in to it on television, which the main race will be on Saturday night. Uh, going into Sunday morning, obviously. So again, uh, that was our sort of F1 prepper. If you are coming to Vegas, make sure you tip because those people have to go to work on those days and it's, uh, you know, just give them a little something, something for having to brave through all that traffic. So Again, catch us on all of our social channels at Concierge Confidential underscore LV on Instagram, uh, on TikTok and Twitter at Keys to Vegas for all of our latest videos. And again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, hopefully we'll come up with a new pod you know, coming up soon um, in terms of you know, the episode and what we're going to you know go over. I might talk about tipping again because I haven't talked uh, done a tipping episode in a while. So. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. If you see me out in town, maybe not during F1 because, you know, it gets a little bit crazy. So maybe I won't be, you know, trekking to, uh, the Las Vegas strip. But if you see me out in town, say hello, grab a card. But if you do, remember, keep it confidential.